Thanks for tuning in to the Lean 911 podcast where you'll have a voice directly from the Gemba. I will rely on my three decades of lean successes as well as my failures to answer your most challenging questions regarding your lean transformation. I'm your host, Mark Deluzio, President and CEO of Lean Horizons Consulting and the Principal Architect of the Danaher Business System. Looking forward to your questions now. Let's go to the Gemba. Hi, Mark Deluzio here with episode 14. This is called uh, 10 Rules of Kaizen. This is going to be a three-part series on Kaizen. I get a lot of questions about Kaizen. I think the notion in, in what a Kaizen really is has been very diffused over the years. It's different than when I started some 30 years ago. seems like everybody was on the same page at that point in time. Now I think there's a, a huge uh, uh, confusion about what this is. And there's also an aversion to wanting to spend the time on it by senior leaders especially, which is really something else. But uh, anyway, I'm going to talk about the, the, the whole concept of Kaizen and, and the three-part series. As we move through, I might have a fourth down the line and a fifth. Who knows? It's a big subject. But this one's going to be the 10 rules of Kaizen that we learned from Chihiro Nakao and Shingajitsu and also Yoshidi Iwata and, and the whole Shingajitsu group comes right out of Toyota. Um, that would be, that'll be uh, episode one of, of, of three for Kaizen. Part two is going to be the pitfalls of Kaizen. And what are the pitfalls? There's a lot of them. We'll talk about that. And three, we're going to talk, talk about the anatomy of a Kaizen. And I'm going to do that by talking about the, the Kaizen report out, because if you start with the end in mind, you can actually see what the anatomy looks like of the parts of a Kaizen that need to happen. All right. So let's talk about the 10 rules of Kaizen. And the very first rule is to throw out traditional concepts. What are traditional concepts? Things that you always taken for granted. Not challenging, just accepting everything that comes your way. I was at a client uh, not too long ago. They showed me a specification for a process. And I said, well, where did that number come from? Why is it 60 liters? Show me how you got that. And geez, that's a nice round number, you know? So they looked at it and looked at it and they, they verified it and they found out, you know what? It only needs to be 30. <laughs> okay. And, uh, uh, so, uh, why does it have to cure for 48 hours? When I challenged that a, a particular business and we did some studies, it was only 20 minutes that it needed to cure. Okay. Uh, talking about a part, you know, cooling off and curing. So. There'll be a lot of traditional concepts that you'll just take for granted in a Kaizen, and that will limit the improvements that you're going to make because, quite frankly, you're not going to be able to get past things that were always accepted as true, and you don't want to do that. Rule two, keep an open mind to change. How many times have you said, ah, that's not going to work. We already thought of that, right? Keep an open mind to change. I've, I've seen this time and time again. Matter of fact, uh, when we learned 3P from Nikau, he taught us the uh, spirit of seven alternatives where he said, when you have a problem, try to think of seven solutions, as crazy as they might be. You might think of three or four, but those last few are really tough to get. And that sixth or seventh one might spur an eighth one that nobody ever thought of because it's all about brainstorming and unlocking the brain and preconceived notions that we all have about how things go. And by the way, the longer... The longer that you're working in a business, and it's human nature, it happened to me as well, the more you're going to accept the abnormal as normal, okay? 
and 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 you won't see things as clearly as somebody coming in from the outside for the first time just asking a question like why are you guys doing that so keep an open mind to change and three rule number three is do not accept excuses how many times have you heard oh yeah that will work but you got to understand okay or you don't know our business or you know you need to know us better i don't want to know you you're losing money <laughs> okay uh, you know uh, i mean you, if you knew us better you'll know why we're doing what we're doing right so don't accept excuses a lot of times i call this the butt monkey oh yeah yeah you're right you're absolutely right but let me tell you why you're wrong right call that the butt monkey a lot of butt monkeys out there right so do not accept excuses and as a matter of fact so many times I see people pushing back on somebody else's idea because they're picking that one 5% of the time that something might happen, all right? 5% of the time. You can't do that because on Tuesday afternoon, if there's a tornado, a blizzard, and a hurricane, then we're not going to be able to do that. I mean, that, that kind of craziness has to go away, which leads me into the fourth rule, which is don't seek perfection, right? Everybody's looking for the elegant, most elegant, perfect solution, and they don't exist. And every solution is going to have its holes in it. Every solution is going to have an exception somewhere where it doesn't always work. That's okay. The whole notion is don't let perfect get in the way of better. Because you could stagnate. You could stagnate on a particular issue, and you'll end up, quite frankly, looking at each other trying to get that last 10% and arguing spending most of your time on that. Put this 60-70% solution in place and move on. You'll find that once you start working it, it might not be perfect, but it will start opening up some doors for you. And I'll talk about that in a little bit. So don't seek perfection and don't let perfect get in the way of better. Step five, correct mistakes the moment they're found. So many times I see in a Kaizen, okay, put that on the Kaizen newspaper. If you don't know, and you'll find this in part three, a Kaizen newspaper are a list of things that have to be done that the team wasn't able to do during the week of the Kaizen. I like to target zero items on a Kaizen newspaper because so many times we put things on there and we, we leave at four or five o'clock and we don't get things done. In the old days, we were working Kaizens uh, 18, 19, 20 hours a day. Now I see we start Kaizen's, the, the, the mantra today on, on a lot of companies is, we're going to start at 8, 8.30, we're going to go to about 4 or 5, and then we'll pick it up the next day. And that's not the dedication you need to really make meaningful change. So limiting things on the Kaizen newspaper and try to correct something right away, even if it's an imperfect way to do it. A lot of times you have to, what we call tri-storming, where you try something. Try something with a piece of cardboard or a piece of plywood. It doesn't have to be permanent. Just experiment. Experiment as much as you can when you're in a Kaizen. But mistake, correct mistakes the moment they're found, and don't find yourself always, you know, populating the Kaizen newspaper with things that should have been done during the Kaizen. Step six, think creativity before capital. Now I have a whole uh, episode on Lean 911, one of the episodes earlier on how to look at capital equipment, right? And the questions you have to ask, whether or not you're, you know, if you're, 
going to be authorized from a lien perspective to buy that piece of capital. So creativity before capital. So many times people on Kaizen want to go buy a solution. Nikal used to call the engineers who wanted to do this catalog engineers. They sit behind a computer, they get on the McMaster car or the, you know, or, or some other supplier's catalog, and they buy a solution. He called them catalog engineers. He would go up to them and look at their hands and see if they're dirty. If they weren't dirty, he'd send them out to the shop floor and say, don't come back until your hands are dirty. So he detested catalog engineers. And this whole idea of thinking creativity before capital is really key. And in that capital equipment uh, uh, episode, you can hear a lot of stories about how you could save millions of dollars if you think. And another way to say this is use your brain before your wallet. Right, it's another way to say this. Step seven, or rule seven, problems give you the chance to use your brain. Now, a lot of cultures you walk into where people have not been asked to think. They've been, they've been told what to do by leadership. The place is a mess. And leaders think, well, geez, you know, the employees are doing a bad job. But they haven't opened up the channels for them to, to participate and change and, and give their input. And I still believe that the lower level, lowest level in the organization are the best consultants, the people doing the work, right? And, 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 and I see cultures where they're just not used to that. And also they don't have the, the, the culture where you could take a risk and make a mistake. And if you make a mistake, that's okay. As long as you're using your brain and keep moving it forward. So problems do give you a chance to use your brain, and and uh, sometimes that's easier said than done, depending on the fundamental nature of the of the culture of the company. Ask why five times. This is a five why analysis, but the best question you can ask is why. Why do you do that? Why do you cure those parts for forty eight hours? Gee, that's a nice even number. Is that an engineering spec? Why is it forty eight hours? Okay, and as I said earlier, it turned out to be twenty minutes. Why do you guys do that? Why is that spec the way it is? Why do you guys put that over there? Why does it go to the warehouse? Why doesn't it go right to the next process? Why, 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 right? Keep asking why, because as you ask why, you can get to a point where people can't answer you, which is really an opportunity for you to dive in and, and really understand what's going on, right? Uh, number nine, leave titles at the door. Easier said than done when the CEO comes in on a Kaizen team, you know, everybody knows that person's a CEO and, you know, not always that easy, but how you conduct yourself with the title that you hold, this is hard to do. I've experienced this a lot where a leader will come in and give all the answers. I once said to a leader, wait a minute, you've been here for 25 years. You don't have the answers because look at the mess this place is in. Okay. You don't have the answers. So. Take your place amongst the Kaizen team and please, you know, participate as a member, not as a leader, right? So leaving your titles at the door where everybody's equal from the janitor to the CEO, again, easier said than done, but it, it's got to be that thought process where everybody participates. And uh, that's where the facilitator comes in in terms of making sure they get the best out of everybody on the team. And then the last one is, uh, Improvement knows no limits. So once you think you've got this elegant solution and you put it in place, maybe a very good solution. But the thing about this is 
Kaizen opens doors that were closed before. So those future improvements are, in fact, the doorway to the next step in improvements. The worst thing the leader could do is come in and say, on a, on a Kaizen report or a review, say, why don't you guys think of this? Why don't you guys think of that? Why don't you do that? And my answer is, again, how long have you been here? Why don't you think of it? This team opened up the door for you to see before those doors were closed, sometimes closed by you, right? So uh, improvement knows no limits. Those the, now, there's other rules I can add to this, but I want to stick with these 10 right here for now. And I think uh, the whole notion of pitfalls and how people behave in Kaizans or outside of Kaizans is, you could argue, it's another set of rules that we'll talk about. So the next step is going to be part two, the pitfalls of a Kaizen. So I'll leave it here with the 10 rules of Kaizen engagement. Uh, again, coming right from uh, our friends at Shingajitsu. And uh, we'll leave it at that. If there's any questions, please. Email me at mark at lean911.com. That's M-A-R-K, mark at lean911.com. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to the Lean 911 Podcast. I'll be happy to address your questions or feedback on future episodes. Email me at mark at lean911.com. You can check out our other episodes by visiting our website at lean911.com, our YouTube channel, wherever you listen to podcasts. This is your host, Mark DeLuzio. Thanks for listening.